If you're an executive, entrepreneur, seasoned investor, or just a student of the game, you'll love The Great Fail, Adweek's Entrepreneurship Podcast of the Year, a show that artfully uncovers some of the biggest fails in business history and how it might have been prevented. The Great Fail is entertaining, informative, and told through a true crime narrative in under 30 minutes that keeps you at the edge of your seats. So check out The Great Fail wherever you get your podcast. In Q1 of this year, in what felt like the blink of an eye, the way of working for people across the world changed. Thanks to COVID-19, we were plunged into what we called the new normal, and it's no doubt that feelings of anxiety, fear, and trepidation followed. In this episode of On the Mic with Ad Results Media, we've invited a panel of Ad Results Media employees onto the podcast to discuss the importance of work culture, both pre- and post-COVID-19. So let's get started. That's the great thing about Stamps.com. They grow with you. As much fun as I had, I couldn't wait to get back to my sleep number bed. Yep. I love my third love bras. They're hands down the most comfortable bras I've ever owned. I love making Blue Apron. I love it. It's my me time. Well, I wanted to thank you guys so much for joining us in this conversation today. I wanted to take a moment and have each one of you kind of introduce yourself, your position, and where you are located. So Chelsea, if we could start with you, that would be great. Um, So I'm Chelsea. I'm an account strategist based out of the San Diego office, and I have been with Ad Results for almost three years. My name is Morgan, uh, preferred name Mo. Um, I am a senior planner in the Ad Results Houston location, and I have been with the company for almost five years. Sandra, I'm a media planner located in the Austin, Texas office, and I've been at Ad Results for about a year now. Hey, everybody. My name is uh, Stephen Canales. I've been with Ad Results Media for two and a half years uh, as a billing specialist. I'm stationed here in Houston, Texas, and talking to you from my temporary field office. So since this is an episode about culture, why don't we start off with the very basic first question, what does culture mean to you? And Sina, since you are joining us for this conversation as well, why don't we start off with you? It means everything to me. Um, I used to work for companies that didn't have a culture at all. And then I worked for companies who had a phenomenal culture. And so merging those two worlds together and working at Ad Results Media and with the morals and values and the employee first, it's been a dream company to be part of. Um, Culture for me allows me to talk to each and every employee in this organization and really bring all of them together. and find out what is it that makes them happy. Um, Because the happier that the employees are, I firmly believe that it leads to an increase in leadership and it leads to an increase in performance. Because if you love where you work, you're gonna work harder than ever to be part of that organization and to be part of the activities that we offer. And I'm so thankful to be part of an organization with such phenomenal employees, because if we didn't have phenomenal employees, we wouldn't have the culture that we have today. Sandra and Mo, I would really like to hear y'all's perspective as well as um, what culture means to you guys. So culture means a lot of things to me. Um, You know, coming into the workforce only about two years ago from college, uh, I remember I was looking for a new job. Um, I not only wanted to focus on the type of work I would be doing and the role, but the culture. Um, You know, culture is extremely important to me. It means that you have a sense of value and belonging to the entire organization. Um, And I think culture is what ultimately leads to happiness in your everyday role. Um, You know, I wanted to be a part of something that was bigger than just my nine to five job. I wanted to join a movement of people who are all looking to grow to be something bigger, that we're looking to grow both professionally and personally. Um, So culture to me is an experience and a place that an employee uh, feels like they belong. I agree with with Sandra and Sina um, on multiple points, but um, for my personal testimony, coming out of college, um, not only being desperate for a job, but just 
wanting to feel a sense of belonging, um, naturally being like a, a free spirit and a creative person, I'm like, okay, I have to be in a place that honors my creativity or honors the fact that I'm a free spirit or that I'm kind of into these weird things and I don't really have to change so much of myself in order to fit into the culture. Um, and I think Air Results has done a great job of tailoring um, the workplace. I mean, day by day by day, there's been so many strides over the past five years of just kind of making it unique to each person's experience. Like, I don't feel like I have to dilute a lot of myself just because I am a part of a larger company. Um, it feels like there is enough, there's a little bit for everybody, right? And, and you're not um, dismissed or condemned or shunned if, um, if you wanna be yourself, right? And I think that's what makes culture culture. There's uniqueness, there's heritage, there's lineage, there's um, just the ability to show up exactly as you are. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's like a melting pot of, of, these, of these layers. And it's beautiful to be able to wear all of your layers and no one's like, no, no, cover that part up, you know? I so. think those were all really great description of, of descriptions of what culture is. Um, I, I'm curious to hear, you know, from Chelsea and Steven about why culture within the workplace is important. So maybe Chelsea, if we could start with you. Um, why would why would you say culture is important in the workplace? Yeah, I, I think culture is something that's very important to me. It was one of the first things I asked about in my interview when I was even considering an arm was considering me for a position here. Um, but at the end of the day, it's what makes your job enjoyable. Um, you spend 40 plus hours a week working with the same people and having amazing relationships with your coworkers and managers and just different departments and also knowing that leadership is so invested in your personal and professional growth. Um, it just makes you look forward to coming to work today or every day. Um, and I think to Sina's point, that's what helps you produce great work and really believe in your longevity at an organization. What about you, Stephen? Why would you, why would you say, you know, culture is important in the workplace? Well, um, the culture, it uh, pretty much sets the tone with a positive outlook, um, the values, the morals, um, and just an environment where uh, you're able to grow and just um, have fun and just be yourself. What, what Mo was talking about earlier, you know, that's uh, huge. Um, you know, when you are interviewing and when you're going through the whole job search i think that's probably the most important thing um when you're involved in the whole job search and um and it's really hard uh to be yourself when you're at work because you know like like what chelsea said you're at you're at work eight hours a day um you know 40 hours a week that's a large portion the majority of that time the balance of that time is either running errands or sleeping. So you wanna be in an environment where um, you can start building that emotional investment. Yeah, that's such a good point. We spend so much time at work. The culture is you know, so important. So maybe we should you know, ask some more about you know, what makes a strong culture. I'm, I'm curious, Sina, like how would you how would you, you know, go about building a strong culture? I think it starts with receiving feedback from the employees. You have to listen to them. You have to meet their needs and you have to know what their needs are. Um, it, it's really a collaborative approach. And I think that that's one of the things that we really strive for at Ad Results Media is it, this collaboration that we have um, between leadership and employees. As I said at uh, my previous podcast, you know, the goal last year was your company, your voice. And I still apply that every year, regardless of what year we're in. 
And I just believe that each and every employee has a voice and their voices need to be heard. And when you collaborate and you fill out surveys and you take those surveys seriously and you start implementing them, those voices are heard. And together we build a strong culture because you can't have one or the other. It really goes hand in hand. So we have to listen to each other. We have to hear each other. We have to implement and we have to also strategize because you know, who knew six months ago, this is where we would be. And so the more collaboration that we do with each other and the more hearing each other out, the better and more united our culture will be. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to ask Stephen something you said earlier about how we spend so much time at work, obviously, but also, you know, how it's important and it's hard to be yourself. With that in mind, you know, I'm curious what you think, you know, it really takes to have a strong culture that allows employees to be themselves. It takes employees that care and are willing to communicate to, um, you know, vertical communication and horizontal communication as to um, what they desire, uh, what the passion, the individual passions are. And just um, th one way to think about it is in order to have a strong foundation to hold up a house, you have to find uh, strong ingredients for that foundation. And for us, um, that foundation is the employees. So that the employees is, is what makes a really strong, solid foundation. I think that those are really excellent points. And, and Sina, I really agree with you about, um, you know, communication and getting that feedback and, and, you know, it can be difficult to start that process. Um, I think that it's something that we have learned, um, over the years, how, how to be open to and how to accept, um, Mo is someone else who has been with ad results for, for a while. I think, um, you and I have both been here for about five years now. Um, how have you noticed the culture change over the years? It's so much more inviting just with the possibilities of it all. Like, you know, Cena mentioned before the feedback, um, aspect of things, um, is kind of, in my opinion, a newer initiative, right? Like just really providing that space, that safe space for people to say, this is how I feel about X, Y, and Z. And then to see it happen six months to a year or maybe sooner, see what you've voiced in some way come to pass, um, that feels good, you know? Um, it's not just here's the building, here's the parameters, here's the intention and the goal of the organization. And you kind of just assimilate into that. Now it's like, okay, this is the goal, but how can we all collaborate? How can we invite the best of the best? How can we be the trendsetters, um, but still humble ourselves and be open to, um, the voice of the employees, regardless of where it falls on, you know, uh, position titles, you know, you have senior manage management and partners listening to junior buyers, right? So there's kind of like this dismissal, um, just doing away completely with this hierarchy of power and it's more collaborative. Um, and that's what I've noticed over the years, we've just been going into that more collaborative community type um, think space instead of it um, being a little bit more narrow. Chelsea, have there been any changes in the culture that you have noticed in in your during your time here? Yeah, it's it's really interesting for me because I started out on the digital side at Ad Results before even making the transition into audio um, in 2018, January of 2018. Um, and so when we made that transition, we got acquainted with all the employees at Houston um, and more recently Austin in the last year and we expanded there. But um, I think it was really cool. I remember going to Houston the first time and everyone just coming up and introducing themselves and putting a face to the email. And um, I definitely felt that acceptance even 
let's see, two years ago, um, when I first came out for training and just everyone being so willing to help and questions are welcome and feedback is welcome. And I think it's, it's those things that open line of feedback and communication between, um, your, your coworkers, but also managers as well, that really inspires and ignites growth and change. Um, and it's really been, I think, positive and definitely something tangible. I think even working from home recently, I feel way more engaged and connected with everyone than any before. So it's really interesting to kind of take a step back and feel that progression over the last three years. Sina, speaking from HR, what are some of the more profound changes that you've noticed in in the culture since you've joined the Ad Results team? So I've only been with Ad Results for a year and a half, and I have to say that pretty quickly I saw changes that we've started implementing. Um, I've seen employees engaged more than ever. I've seen employees happier than ever. I've seen uh, there's just been a blend between the leaders of this organization and the employees. And I've also seen a lot more unification. I'm a firm believer that regardless of where you're located, we are one company and we are one family and we have one culture. And each and every person in this organization is part of that. And so I've seen us really merge cities and really be unified with each other. And it's just to see that progression over the last year and a half, it brings me to tears because I see that employees are speaking up more and they're doing it in a professional manner. And I also see that we, a lot of their ideas we have implemented and I see happiness, I see pure happiness. And not only that, I've seen the effects of how a positive culture can lead to a positive mindset as well. So I've seen that as I, as I communicate individually with employees, I see them a lot happier in their personal life and in their professional life. And, and from a big scope of things, I've seen the professionalism increase immensely and I see employees as leaders and it's exciting to watch and see that growth. So, you know, culture has, culture touches every aspect of, you know, our working life. Um, I, I think it's interesting to think about how culture has impacted, you know, our, our interactions with each other, especially now as we're all working remotely. So, you know, with that in mind, Sandra, how would you say the ad results media culture has, you know, impacted your relationship with your coworkers? The culture um, at Odd Results has really, you know, improved and allowed, you know, the relationships that I have at work. Um, I guess it's allowed me to meet some of the greatest people who I call my friends, um, you know, due to the strong culture we have. Uh, you know, I've been able to build so many strong team and individual relationships with people who are much different than me. Um, in addition to that, it's brought me closer to the people that I work with on a day-to-day -day basis and take those relationships so much further than just work topics. Um, I've found a whole new set of interests outside of work because of the people in my professional life. So I would say like the culture overall has allowed me to have stronger and better relationships with those in my professional life. And it may ultimately um, meet some people who I now call my friends. Yeah, I love that. I, I think that we would be remiss not to point out that the friendship that is like so core to culture that comes in addition to, you know, your working relationships, there's a lot more to it too. Um, that human connection. Chelsea, what about you? Like, you know, obviously, while we haven't been remote, you know, consistently, we do have multiple offices and, you know, we're all based in different cities. You're based in California. We're based in Texas. And so I'm curious to hear how the culture to add results has, you know, affected your relationship with other employees and, and maybe even, you know, 
the environment that you're working in um you know going in going into this too I think I, I wanted to touch on that between offices because honestly sometimes sitting in San Diego I'm so jealous that Houston gets to see each other every day um, because I can honestly say that all of our counterparts over there are just so awesome and unique and funny and charismatic and inspiring. Um, whenever we make the trip out to Houston, we have so much fun together, whether it's just collaborating with in-person meetings, which I love, um, or even just some of the company happy hours that we do in the San Diego team is out there are some really great memories that I have, I think, over the years of getting to know people that um, you know, I interact with every day, but even just in a separate setting. Um, and I, as all of you guys are kind of contributing to this conversation, I just feel really, I think, inspired by everyone that I get to work with. And at the end of the day, I think that's what helps create good work. Um, and it's something that I can be proud of too, and being a part of an organization that has such an amazing culture. You know, that brings um, something that what Chelsea was talking, um, one word that just came to my mind was this culture has also had a profound effect on employees empowering each other. And I love that. Like when Chelsea was talking, when everybody was talking, the word empowering just keeps sticking in my mind because that's what this culture has done for each one of us. We uplift each other now more than ever than we ever have at Ad Results Media. And it just creates a motivation and inner motivation for us to be able to attain and achieve more just because we're all helping each other out and empowering each other. And we all see the good and the potential in each other. And knowing that, that also adds to this culture that we are part of. I agree. There's a lot of, um, I feel like there's a lot of empowerment and, um, you know, motivation that that we've seen over the past, um, you know, even just the past year or so, and and especially within these past months with the pandemic going on. Um, Stephen, have you felt any specific changes to the culture, you know, regarding the pandemic now that we're working from home and kind of living in these times? Like what, what are some of the changes that you've noticed? Like any kind of obstacles and hiccups and false starts, uh, you always have to be highly adaptable. And I think um, this one in a hundred years pandemic has really showed the grit of a lot of our employees, coworkers. Um, and I think probably the biggest change is the communication. You know, it, we can't uh, walk to uh, you know, a teammate's desk and ask a quick question. Now you have to, uh, you know, write up an email, spell check it, and, you know, all that good stuff, and then send it and wait on on the reply. You know, and, and then also sometimes uh, your humor doesn't translate well on um, in an email. So you always have to put a smiley face. So all my emails have a lot of smiley faces. And, you know, and sometimes if I forget to add a smiley face, I always have to clarify afterwards too. So either way, there's always going to be a follow-up email. Mo, what about you? Have you noticed any um, specific changes? I think that this, this pandemic, you know, it really has pushed us into the the gratitude G, right? I think, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I took my routine, I took a lot of things for granted. Um, I got caught up in this routine um, and just kind of expecting the same thing, that, you know, just in a routine. And I wasn't able to really kind of like step back and be intentional. I think that for one, applauding just everyone in the agency for being so involved with the transition from physical to digital space. Um, and also huge shout out to just the decision-making process of keeping us safe and out of the office throughout this whole thing and just, you know, really easing us into this, this ease of access uh, to be able to do our jobs and no one's rushing to go back to, you know, that that's not the spirit. The spirit is the health burst and making sure that, um, 
we're good, right? Like our our health and mental health and well-being is is the priority over needing to be in a physical space. And I think um, just because of that sentiment alone, it's bringing us closer together. Like, you know, you have to, like Steven said, you have to intentionally send a Slack or email and check in on people. Um, and it feels good. Like it feels good to have a 30 minute meeting with the media team and the whole conversation is about mental health plants or, um, you know, how are y'all arranging y'all's desks, y'all's workspaces? Like, um, also, I just want to say, while I can, hire millennials, because in the case of a pandemic, you're going to need them for TikTok, you're going to need us for TikTok, uh, Twitter, uh, any type of social media platform, hire young people, because we possess the skills um, to, to be able to, to still thrive in these type of situations. Um, so it's been amazing. I've actually enjoyed it as much as I love to see everybody. I think this is the new modern. This is like the apple of, uh, of having a job, uh, you know, so um, it's been great. It's, it's been, I feel very blessed and very humbled. And um, I feel like I'm just growing more closer to um, my friends. Can, can I also add something to uh, what Mo was saying? Um, Yes, um, hire millennials, but also hire uh, Generation Xers because the millennials will need somebody to teach. I actually forgot, Stephen, that I'm not the youngest anymore. Like I'm getting older. And when I think millennials, I'm thinking like 21 year olds and that's literally not the case. So thanks for that reality check. <laughs> it's an entirely different generation now. I'm not going to lie. Personally, I think TikTok's helped me get through a lot of this because uh, the young folks on that platform making content, it's A+. I saw a um, um, a meme today. Someone sent it actually with Savannah who works here. And she said, um, it was like, I'm not trying to learn these TikTok dances. I'll maybe do a little twerk for 30 seconds and then I'm tired and out of breath. I, I think the next question is a good one to open up. Um, you know, we're talking about how culture has changed and we've kind of touched on this a little bit, but I'm curious, you know, like what's the, what's been the hardest part for you guys, you know, transitioning to this new normal. And I'm also curious, you know, how is the culture that we've all been talking about helped you during the transition? Um, so maybe Sina, if you would kick us off and we can kind of go around. I think the hardest part for me is merging the two worlds of personal and professional. Um, I was a person that, or I'm still a person that enjoys going into the office um, because no matter what is going on in my personal life, I would sort of put that in the back burner and focus on, and that drive for me to work to the office um, helps me to reorganize my thoughts and focus on work. But now you have it where your work is your home and they've merged together. And so I think the hardest part for me is just um, when I go through struggles in my personal life, having a different avenue to compartmentalize that and separate that so that it doesn't carry over to my meetings or my work life has been the hardest for me. So then I started implementing like meditation in the mornings just so I can be mentally strong and mentally separated so that when I go through these moments of sadness or you know just struggles in my personal life, I'm able to still be mentally strong by meditating on like gratefulness and things that I do have. Um, because this pandemic is, it's hard. You know, we we're not, we don't go anywhere and you take five steps forward and that's your office. And so it's hard. Um, it didn't catch up to me until a couple of months later. And so um, it's been hard, it's been tough. And so I think that's been the hardest part of still, even though we're under one roof, compartmentalizing both worlds. Yeah, Sina, I definitely relate to that in terms of trying to figure out, figure out how to separate work and home while working from home. Um, and one thing that I've really implemented that 
I've, I think has been really positive is just my new motto, take a walk. Um, even a five minute walk around the block just helps kind of center yourself. You put on a podcast, maybe learn something new. Um, and when I get back to my desk, I'm like, okay, I can, I can get through this. Let yourself feel those, those hard moments. Um, but then center yourself and, you know, figure out how to get right back. I think the hardest part for me during all of this has been similar to you, Sina, not being in the office. You know, I loved going into the office and I loved having an everyday routine and getting ready in the morning and driving to work. Um, that was honestly what is what kept me going and what kept me productive. You know, I loved having that routine and, and repeating it on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, and then another, another thing that's been hard for me is um, I'm, so, I'm one of those people that thrives off being social and seeing people. And now I don't have that. You know, I went from being in the office and seeing people and hanging out with my team to 100% work from home. And I don't see people anymore except the people that I live with. And that has been the biggest adjustment for me. Um, however, I love that we still do our Zoom happy hours and we just do Zoom calls and we do yoga sessions. And that has been keeping me going through all of this um, because I still have that sense of community and I still have that sense of team, teamwork and collaboration, even though I'm not physically in the office. Um, but yeah, I, I would definitely say that that's the hardest part of it all for me. And then also kind of separating work from home. But I feel like we're all getting through it and we're all making the most of it with what we can, what, with what we have. You know, it's interesting because as both of y'all were talking, I always believe that everything in our lives happened for a reason, right? Like there's a purpose behind everything. And, and when we go through struggles, we oftentimes wonder like, is there a meaning behind this? And the pandemic, um, I feel like in some ways has taught me skills that I never knew I had. Um, and so it's been an eye opener for me because I think naturally we're all positive people. And so I always wonder during this time, because we're never going to get this time back, right? Like we're not going to get yesterday back. We're not going to get last week back. And so during that time, what are the lessons that I've learned or how much I've, have I grown because of this pandemic? And so when I, when I self-reflect and I look back on it, I've actually become stronger as an employee and as a individual and my relationships around me have become so much more stronger through this pandemic in some sort of way. And, and I look past it as I'm having employee meetings and things like that, because we have to be more collaborative and more creative, it'll, it's also very challenging. But once we get through that challenge, how much have we grown through that challenge? And that is what I'm proud of because as an organization, we've really come together. And what I've seen is one of the G's that stick out to me in, in addition to like gratitude is growth, but growth individually in each and every employee and then as a whole. I'm curious to hear from Mo and Steven both too on what's been the hard, Mo, I know you said that this has been something uh, akin to the you know the apple of you know work environments but has there been a, a challenge for you as well oh absolutely um my home is a, a place of zen um it's very mellow it smells great um the vibes and the music and the playlist is always on point um and i'm very particular about bringing work um, into my home uh, just because I need that separatism. Um, and it's funny because even when I was in the office, at times I had the, the kind of unhealthy grit in a way to where I would log off. I would stay there for hours until it's nighttime and then um, log off and then come home and still get back on because there was just like this need of like, um, always needing to be on for work and never really allotting time for my own self-care and my own mental health. And so it was such a challenge for me to bring both worlds together and kind of be faced with like, okay, you really have to handle whatever balance and, and imbalance that you're struggling with. It's now or never, like you really have to sit with this and handle this. So the first couple of weeks to a month was very, very hard for me 
um, just because I didn't have any, I had zero balance and I didn't know how to make the space make sense for me. Um, and it's been, it's been a learning process um, to still like commit to having a schedule of, of course, getting my work done, but committing to, okay, if I'm off at 5.30, I'm off at 5.30 and I'm put, I'm physically putting away my laptop, my monitor and all of my work things so that it's visually out of my sight um, so that I can take care of me. Um, because the last thing I wanna do is like be in the midst of a pandemic and something happens and the world is ending and I don't have any like real relationship with myself. Like I don't have right. any self-care, self-love. So in a weird, strange way, it's, it, 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 feel, it felt like a harsh reality um, to, to find balance between work and life. And that I can, be, I can be good at both. I can meet the expectations and exceed expectations with both if I just have mercy on myself and be intentional about um, the way that I achieve balance in my life. I just wanted to say that I love like the, like the physicality of that intention. Like I'm putting the laptop away. I'm putting the monitor away. Um, I just really relate to how difficult, at least at the beginning, that that was really difficult for me. Steven, what's been the hardest part for you? I started out in a world where handshakes and high fives were in, and now I'm in a world where it's all virtual backgrounds and cyber hugs. So my first couple of months was, uh, was, was a total mess, was a total mess. Because I missed that uh, socializing, the interaction, um, you know, the, the morning talks uh, in the kitchen with different people from all, all of our departments. Um, you know, and then now, um, I think there was, uh, on our Slack, somebody uh, put a started a hashtag saying um, it said uh, "home but not alone." So that was uh, that. I always think about that. Where um, now uh, it's gotten better. Where I've uh, got I've adapted, and uh, I always think about that. You know, the um, home but not alone. But at the same time, also you know, it's uh, we're all in it together. Y'all are doing our part um, to advance forward as a community and also as just regular human beings. So we've talked about the four G's on this podcast before: uh, growth, guidance, gratitude, and grit. The the core values of Ad Results Media. Um, I'm curious to hear about how the adoption of those four G's, which we did adopt earlier this year, um, have affected you both professionally and personally. And, and Mo, why don't we kind of start off with you? I'd, I'd love to hear how they've affected you. Well, for one, uh, since the implementation of it, I can't get the growth guidance, gratitude, grit, jingle out of my head. <laughs> um, if you haven't, check that out on iTunes. And if it's not on there, we need to get it up on there. Uh, <laughs> but um, I don't know. I mean, I think for me, I'm such a, a um, I'm so attracted to power words, right? Like, and it's kind of like these four power words that you can kind of use interchangeably and arrange them in a way that makes sense for you. But it's like this ecosystem of with a beginning, a middle and an end, right? Like you, ha you have the guidance aspect, the growth, the gratitude and the grit. It kind of takes you through four different layers of emotion. Um, and it's four type of emotions that I never really thought of before they were implemented into our organization. Like, I love Gratitude Fridays, right? Like it just kind of, to see people express gratitude for the week or for the month, or just because they, for the day, um, it's, it's like a call to action. Like each word is a call to action. And to know that you're behaving in a way that models such a power word, um, it's kind of like this mantra that you can apply spiritually, mentally, emotionally, professionally, personally, like it's, it's a universal mantra. And, and I like kind of, for one, I love the chalkboards within our organization where people can go and testify as to why someone has met this growth, guidance, gratitude, or grit. 
um, it just feels good. It feels good to kind of stop and be able to reflect. So more than anything, they're kind of like these reflection words for me, power words to just sit with myself and, you know, sit with my, my, my family at, at the job. You know, I don't like to say coworkers because it doesn't feel like enough. Um, it really feels like family. So it's good to just, to just sit in that and, and appreciate the value of each word. Chelsea, what about you? Yeah, I think especially right now, and really all the four G's resonate really well with me, but, and I've just been reflecting on everything, I think over the last three months in particular, but gratitude has kind of been my guiding true north over these last couple of months, just because you don't know how all of this is affecting who you work with every day. Um, And so what might seem like a, you know, easy ask here and there, you just, I just want to pay it forward, you know? Um, and I think I just feel really grateful to be a part of an organization that is invested with how I'm doing. Um, when you have people asking you, Hey, how are you? And they mean it. Um, that's just something that I haven't really experienced before at an organization. So it's, it makes me really reflective and proud to work here. Um, and that's something that I want to pay it forward to and, you know, making sure that I'm checking in with people that I work with regularly, um, and just saying thank you. I think that it really all boils down to that. Steven, have any of the four G's really resonated with you? Gratitude. I think right now, um, you know, emotions are high. Uh, we have the pandemic and we have a social justice movement, um, it's just always important to be thankful for what you have. Um, I, what I always try to do when, um, when I speak with my teammates, my friends, my pals, um, you know, I always try to say uh, thank you and I appreciate you. Uh, because sometimes just that little bit um, of appreciation and knowing that somebody on the other side appreciates you that gives you the extra, that extra push to push forward. Well, um, you know, we've been talking about culture for a while now, and I think it's apparent like how important and how impactful it's been, especially with everything that's going on and all the transitions that we've all been going through. Um, I think our, you know, to round this discussion out, it makes a lot of sense for us to get, you know, practical and talk about, you know, how other companies that are looking to grow a culture that has as much impact as, you know, this has had on us um, can do that. So Sina, maybe we should start with you. What What's some advice that you would give to listeners who might be, you know, in the place that we were at with, you know, a culture that was in need of some TLC at one point and and in the past year or so has really changed. What advice would you give them um, to grow their own culture? I would say the first place to start would be know your employees. That's the first place to start and take that feedback and present it to the leadership team. Um, to senior management. It starts with the employees. They're the foundation. That's how you know what the company needs and based on their ideas, what you can start implementing. Because I believe that through the feedback, there's short-term wins and then there's long-term goals. And by the short-term wins are easy things like listening to your employees, um, receiving feedback. And then you take that and you put a plan together to achieve more of the long-term goals. And so if there's companies out there that don't know where to start, you start with the employees. That's the first and place to start. Listen to them um, because employees that give feedback means that they truly care. Um, if you don't receive feedback, um, then reach out to them. Every employee in this organization or in any organization wants their voice heard. And so the first place that I would suggest to start, 
is with the employees and then show that you care, um, communicate with them, respond to them. And that's how you build the culture. Um, because once you develop that trust within the employees, things and the organization will move so quickly, so fast, and it'll be, you'll see a night and day difference like we've seen in our organization. I think for this last question, I just kind of want to open it up to, to anyone who wants to join in. I think all of that advice is obviously super important. That's part of why we have, you know, a round table discussion um, about this. So anyone else, any, you know, advice that you guys would share with our listeners on how to build culture um, and how to change culture in their workplace? I would say like, I mean, to piggyback, I'm in full alignment with what Cena said, but to add on to that, just being open. Like when you think about being open to changing your thought process to how you receive feedback. Like when you go through the vetting process of interviewing someone, um, in a way you're kind of saying like, I trust that you have a good intention for this company. I trust that your um, personal goals or ideals and belief system systems align with ours as an organization, which is why I am you know, extending the opportunity to hire you, right? So that takes a lot of trust to do with a person, to exchange with a person. Um, so if you can have that kind of trust to to say that I believe that you have the capacity and the ability to carry out your job expectations for the betterment of our company, then I think that same thought process um, can be applied to in implementing new ideas um, and creating safe spaces and also believing that this person and an individual that may be suggesting something has that same good intention in mind. Um, so yeah, being open. And, and being open in a safe and non-judgmental way. Um, and honestly, just like humbling yourself and really supporting the thought that you want your business to be successful. Well, how can I define success in all areas of the organization and not just the numbers and the dollars and the economical sense of it all, but also the, the human aspect as well. Yeah, I love what Mo and Sandra both said about being open and being yourself. I think culture is very much so something that you get out of it, what you put into it. Um, and so asking for feedback, being open to feedback, but also providing feedback and joining committees and participating on Slack and just telling people that you appreciate them really does go such a long way. Um, helps you feel more engaged. It helps other people feel like you appreciate them back. And um, I think all of those things kind of go in tandem to make culture even that much stronger. My advice would be don't give up. Sometimes it'll feel like you're swimming against the current and it's just going to take, it's just exhausting. But once you have the collaboration, the communication of your peers and others, a phenomenon called the bundle of sticks happens. It's a lot easier to break one stick, but with the bundle of sticks, you're unbreakable. So just keep at it, keep at it, keep at it. And one thing that I want to add is to, if there's any businesses that are listening or leaders that are listening, sometimes the greatest risks are, are the greatest achievements for organizations. So when you receive feedback from in the employees, if you think that you can't, you can. And those risks that you take can have amazing, um, amazing effects on the organization on, and on each individual in the company. And so that's, I think it's also important because sometimes it's scary when you receive feedback and you think, can it be possible? Can we do it? Um, is it gonna work out? Cause anything new is always scary. And especially if you haven't tried it, it's even more scarier, but you have to have that faith that it's going to work out. And, and that what I've realized since being here is some of the greatest challenges and the risks that we've taken as an organization has had such a profound effect 
um, on the organization and the employees. So don't be afraid to take risks because it'll be worth it in the end. I want to piggyback off of that, Sina, um, real quick. Um, some more advice that I would encourage is just to pay attention to your employees, like pay attention to their strengths and their weaknesses and on their strengths. I mean, of course, sharpening weaknesses are, you know, is an opportunity for growth, but um, offering opportunity for them to capitalize on their strengths is a, is a win. You know, if people feel comfortable and feel like they are operating in a space that um, they're elevated, I mean, it's just performance and just the overall camaraderie of the organization. Uh, I just don't see how you could take an L with that type. So just pay attention, pay attention to what um, to what each individual person has to offer. If I can just add something really quick, I'm sorry. I just, something about that just really struck me, you know, because a word like culture sometimes feels so, I don't know, at least to me, it feels a little vague, but what struck me by what Mo was just saying is how there, there's a real parallel with culture, you know, outside of the workplace, the idea of a culture that survives and that does really well is one that allows, you know, individuals to really excel in the way that they're really wired to. And I thought that that was just such a good point because at the end of the day, as we've been talking about, it's all about people. So I just thought that it was such a great encouragement and also brings it back around to what culture really means. I thought that was awesome. Well, guys, I really wanted to thank y'all for taking the time to uh, join the podcast with us today and, and sit down and speak with us. I'm hoping that if there are listeners out there who are looking to, you know, enhance their culture, maybe they're not in a great place and they're looking to to kind of make those changes. I'm hoping that there was some inspiring point of views um, that stuck out to them today. And I, I hope that they're ready to have those open and vulnerable conversations. So thank you so much. So uh, who, who do I have to give my copay for this therapy session? <laughs> If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe for updates on future episodes and leave us a comment with your feedback, questions, or ideas for future segments. If you would like more info on Ad Results Media and what we do, please visit us online at adresultsmedia.com. This podcast is an Ad Results Media production.